This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. Well, blessed be the name of the Lord. Why don't you stay right here? You can be seated, but please remain in the attitude of worship. Lord, we worship. God, we're witnesses of your goodness and your kindness. How gracious you are. You make the sun shine. You bring the rain. You give us breath. You are life, life itself. And your loving kindness is greater than anything in this life. Anything that comes, Lord, you cause us to overcome. And we thank you for that. You know, during my... uh, My time this week with the Lord, I, I heard this as a word of the Lord, and I didn't believe it was just for me. It would also be for you. So I want to read it to you, and it'll make sense as we go along. It's found in the book of Habakkuk. And Habakkuk in the second chapter said, I'm going to take my stand and I'm going to watch and wait and see what how the Lord's going to answer what he will say and how he'll answer my questions I don't know if you're like me every once in a while I have some questions say God I've got some questions and this the book of Habakkuk says this the problem as God gave Habakkuk to see it God how long do I have to cry out for help before you listen why do you force me to look at evil stare trouble in the face day after day he goes down to say God you're from eternity aren't you holy God are we aren't going to die are we God you chose the Babylonians for your judgment work rock solid God you gave them this job of discipline know if you've ever questioned say God you're using this trouble this problem for discipline says but you can't be serious you can't condone evil so why don't you do something about this why are you silent now is anybody getting in the bus with me today Are you going to let this go on and on, all of that in chapter 1? And then that's where he says, I'll wait to see what God says, what God's going to say to my questions. And then God answered, write this, write what you see, write it out in big block letters so that it can be read on the run. The vision message is a witness pointing to what's coming. It aches for the coming. It can hardly wait and it doesn't lie. And if it seems slow... In coming, can I get a witness? If it seems slow in coming, wait. It's on its way. It will come right on time.
before it takes a little while to turn skinny pages with fat fingers. Chapter 1, chapter 2, now in chapter 3 of prayer. God, I've heard what our ancestors say about you and I'm stopping in my tracks down on my knees do among us what you did among them work among us as you worked among them and as you bring judgment as you surely must remember mercy and here's the vision God God's on his way again retracing the old salvation route God's on his way again. God's not done yet. I like the way this ends. Is This is, Cindy and I have had this conversation. Waiting for something. It said, though the cherry trees don't blossom. And the strawberries don't ripen. Though the apples are worm-eaten and the wheat fields are stunted. Though the sheep pens are sheepless and the cattle barns are empty, I'm singing joyful praise to God. I'm turning cartwheels of joy to God my Savior, counting on God's rule to prevail. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you're working something greater than our minds can comprehend, bigger than our hearts can hold right now. But Lord, you're a great God. We trust you. We'll wait on you. We know that there is a vision, Lord, that says that your government will be above every government, that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess. Know that you are God, and Lord, we're still. We're quiet ourselves, and we'll not exercise ourselves in things that are too great for us, but we thank you, Lord, that we recognize you're a great God, so we'll praise you. We'll give you praise, we'll honor and worship you, we'll magnify your name, God. Because we look above it all and we see that you are over all and we will give you all the highest praise, the highest glory, the highest honor. We're waiting that your rule will prevail in our lives, it will prevail in our families, it will prevail in our communities, in this nation and over all the world, Lord. Let the whole earth be filled with your glory. Let it be your story, Lord, all that you are, all that you have, and all that you can do, God. Let it be on open display. Let there be no mistake about it. You're God and we're not. The nations, the nations are in your hand, God. Why do the heathen rage, Lord, and plot against your Messiah, the anointed one? But we thank you, Lord, that you laugh in heaven. Because you know the end from the beginning and we thank you, Master. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Lord of all, ruler of all, we thank you, Lord. We kiss the sun this day and we bless your holy name. If you can agree with it, say amen. Word of the Lord, so be it.
going out before you. He's surrounding you with his favor. He's showing up everywhere you go in the name of Jesus. You've got more than enough, even though it may look like right now that there's not enough or it's not happening or it's not changing and it's not moving, but God is saying, I'm already working. I'm working behind the scenes. I'm making things move that you don't even know about. I'm changing things that need to be changed. I'm turning things that are wrong and making them right in the name of Jesus. I'm abolishing sickness and disease and lack and poverty in the name of Jesus. I am bringing wholeness to your body, wholeness to your home, restoration to your mind in the name of Jesus. Peace, peace, peace. Oh, Father, we thank you. Oh, God, we thank you. We say amen. Amen, yes, and amen, Father. So be it. We believe it. We receive it today, God, what you're doing on our behalf. Oh, stand for a minute and give him a praise as they sing this amen. Declare amen over your situation right now. now the Lord has spoken to him you know when the Lord gives a word and it goes forth don't take that lightly it's for every single one of you yes and amen it's those that are watching live those that are going to tune in later that if you're under the sound of the voice of the word of the Lord then it is for you it is yes and amen but you're going to have to grab it receive it and believe that it is for you amen Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. All right, Miss Sin, we're, we're talking about this generation. We're doing a series, and we're talking about the root uh, uh, and uh, the scripture. Why don't you read that uh, for sin? It's found in Malachi. Malachi 4, 6. It says, He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. Mm -hmm. Pretty powerful verse of Scripture. You know, uh, we need to turn um, in our nation. We need to turn in this uh, this, uh, world. I think that things are going in the wrong direction. 
One of the marks of the end times is that there, it says before and it will come. Yeah, the scriptures that are before this says you can count on this. It will come. We're, we are in these days living in, I believe, the last days. One of the indications of that uh, is it says before, you know, the, uh, the spirit of the Antichrist is at work today in our world, in our nation. And don't think that this is going to be so far away. It's not far away. You know, it comes to our house. See, we can't just sit silent during these, uh, during these days. We have to raise up a standard. And the standard is the truth of God's word, and we need to speak up. The world wants us to shut up. But God has called us to speak up. And it said one of the marks of that would that there would, before the son of perdition, before the of destruction, before the son of lawlessness, before the Antichrist uh, is, uh, uh, is embodied and stands, uh, you know, in the temple, on the temple mount, it said that there will be a great falling away, that people's love for the Lord will grow cold. See? Uh, we're, we got a lot of lukewarmness going on right now, you know. Maybe we ought to turn up. Maybe we ought to realize the heat is on, and maybe we ought to uh, turn the, let the heat turn us up and turn us on for God, turn us towards God, yes. not away from God. Amen? So we're, that's what we're really praying for. That's been in my heart this year is to pray for a turning. You know, and I didn't realize it before we came to this series uh, that uh, uh, and when God spoke this verse of scripture, we've talked about um, the root being that uh, that father, mother generation of grandparents. Uh, and then uh, uh, now we're talking about the parents, which would be the uh, the trunk of the tree. Uh, I don't know if that's up there. It is, I guess, but I'll the- put it up there. Up the, on the screen. The trunk uh, and the branches, uh, the limbs and the branches of the tree, and then out on the end, the leaves, the acorns, the little acorns being that, uh, that third generation of the children and even our children's uh, children. And, um, you know, you and I, Center, and many people that are listening to us today find ourselves, you know, uh, kind of undercover <laughs> and underground. Uh, but, you know, uh, the faith of our fathers, the, the root, you know, uh, of faithfulness to God and believing God. And, and you are so important to the work of God. Goodness sakes, if you're 50 uh, and beyond and reach that place where, you know, you're now coming into grandparenting uh, in your uh in your life, uh, you're so vital to the work of God because this generation that is above ground that's really, you know, bearing uh, the load of the uh, of raising the next generation of the children and our children's children, uh, they need to, they must make a stand, and uh, and they need to uh, they need to be supported, undergirded, so that they are able to make a stand. And we've talked about that being, you know, of course, first of all, prayer. 
and prayer of the word uh, of God, uh, standing for the truth, turning towards uh, the truth. We talked about uh, mothers last uh, week, uh, that it was Mother's, uh, mother's Day, and what a special day that was, and how we celebrate uh, motherhood. We thank God for that measure of his love in our life. And we want to talk today about uh, fathers uh, and uh, and the God measures to what Miss Sandy says, uh, you know, about our grandchildren, she says, is that male species when they do stuff. <laughs> and, when, when they're bad. I go, you know, it's that male species when they act up. They're, yeah. not, they're not really bad. They're just <laughs> learning to be men. <laughs> they just take a little while to learn. Sometimes a long while, but be patient. Be patient. Yeah, that's why God gave us moms, and he gave us good women to help, uh, to help us. Isn't that right? So I um, thank you for, you know, uh, thank you for helping me all of these years to realize some certain things. Because I've, I've learned, you know, sometimes I'm dumber than a rock, dumber than dirt. It takes a girl to point out, hey, Buck, you know, you need, <laughs> need to pay attention. <laughs> no, we won't say dumb. They're just a little slow. Yeah. To get the picture. And no. then we just have to help them. That's why men yeah. need women, mm-hmm. you know, somewhere along in their lives to help them. Yeah. And, and there is a phase in our life. You know, the Bible says that when a man uh, uh, finds a wife, that he finds a good thing. It's a gift, yes. from, a gift from God. And God's original design uh, for <laughs> women was he made Adam, then he took Eve out of Adam's side. And uh, uh, and he said, "Cause the boy gonna need some help." <laughs> yes. Amen. You don't turn that dial, gentlemen. <laughs> Amen. That isn't gonna take anything away from your little macho self. A boy needs help. So can I read something before you go on? Yeah, go on. It was ahead. in reference to when I read in Malachi four six. Um, <clears throat> it says uh, this was something I'd written down, so I wanted. To Read it before I forget. Malachi challenged the Israelites to honor their covenant with God and reconnect with him or else face the consequences of their separation from him. He predicted that one day God would send Elijah to turn people's hearts toward what is good and right. For fathers, part of honoring God is loving your children well and having compassion for them. Fathers aren't just responsible for teaching their children what is right, but for caring about their needs, their hurts, their desires, their dreams, and their problems, and walking with God. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> it's not just enough for a father to say it, but he needs to do it. And some of you may say, well, I may not have a father, or I don't even know who my father is, but you've got Father God, yeah. and he is our greatest and our first mm-hmm. example. And then that's why you need to be in a church or in a house of God so that you can have godly men that are sitting in the house and coming to church. You're looking at them, and they are an example of mm-hmm. this is what fatherhood does. Mm-hmm. It comes to church. It honors God. It serves God. It puts God's first above everything else. See, you know, you want someone that says, I love God more than I love my wife more than I love my children. Because when you have a man that loves God more than anything else, then all of this will be healthy. 
And all of this will be good. Amen? So look for those men. And don't use that as an excuse that you don't have a father or that your father, maybe he's gone to heaven. You have godly men that God will put in your life if you will allow him to put them into your life and then listen and take heed and be discipled, you know, be encouraged and let them be an example in your life. Amen. Yeah, you. You've heard me say this before now, and there are a lot of single moms out there, and boy, that's probably the toughest job uh, in the world. It really is, um, and our hats are off. We have the highest regard and honor and respect uh, for that. Uh, but you can't be everything. Mm-hmm. You know, a, a, a woman, a mom can raise a boy but uh, it takes a man to make another man it just does you know there comes a point in time moms when that boy you know uh, is going to find some kind of a man Mm -hmm. to follow whatever that definition is and remember moms really do help interpret life uh, to us but a man uh you know, uh, a man really, uh, let me give you some measures uh, of this. Men need men. Uh, if you're ever going to become the man in the fullness that God, the measure that God created you to be, it's going to take other men coming along beside you. Men need relationships with other men in manhood because there's a uniqueness there. Uh, you don't have to do it alone. You know, there's a lie out there, especially in America, you know, that we're self-made men and we have to do it by ourselves. Don't buy that, see. You know, we're God-made men and God never, he said, it's not good that man should be alone. He created a woman, but he also, in the procreation of the man, of the species, there would be other men. Uh, and there would be those relationships too. Let me give you some God measures for the, quote, male species. A man... Uh, is made in the image, is to be in the image and the likeness of God. And there's a lot of different, we could get way down into a lot of details, but let me give you, uh, let me give you some that I think are highlights. That, that would be a man who is pursuing after the heart of God. The heart of God. As a worshiper of God and a witness for God, we're living, we're loving, we're giving, and truth uh, uh, is uh, is the standard. It is the it is we're in uh, people. We're men of integrity, where where the outside is the same as the inside. That's the measure. That's truth. We're, we're embracing the truth and we're endeavoring to live out uh, that truth for ourselves and to be a model uh, for others. But also living, loving, giving, uh, uh, you know, to the glo- we're living to the glory of God and for the glory of God, that would be manhood. Yes. You know, a man, the Bible says when God made man, uh, he created them male and female. But it says this. He said, let them be responsible. He blessed them and let them be responsible. One of the marks of manhood is, is, is taking responsibility. Yes. First of all, for our own, our own life. You know, I, I'm not going to make excuses. 
see, and blame myself uh, on what I, you know, uh, my circumstance or situations, uh, you know, uh, others, God. I'm going to take responsibility to realize I have a choice. Serving God is a choice. I'm male by birth, but I'm a man by choice. And I can be whatever kind of man I choose to be. I choose to be a man after God's own heart. I choose to be a man in pursuit uh, to please God. I want to live a life that honors and glorifies God. That's the best thing that I can do for my mate. It's the best thing I can do for my family. It's the best thing that I can do for anybody is live and embrace what God has done for me as a man. Now we're all, you know, the, the wonderful thing about this you know we're the same only different you know we're the same in that we uh, as men we have uh, this human experience uh, and that is common to us all but we also realize how uniquely you God has made you you're you you complement uh, you don't have to compete because you complement the fullness of God's plan Nobody can be you. Nobody can do you better than you. That's why God made you. You look different. You are different. Go ahead and be the difference. See the divine difference in your life and accept that and be comfortable in that. Are you listening? But be contagious in that too. Amen. Be iron that sharpens other iron. Come on now. Where's my man? I thank God in this house we have men. Amen, and we're going to have more men. Aren't you, i tell you what, I look forward to the time when people are saved every Sunday, yes. baptized every Sunday, filled with the Holy Ghost every Sunday, healed every Sunday. Amen. Yes. Completely outside of just going to church, yes. Yes. coming in the building, doing what we do every Sunday. Oh, my yes. prayer is that we get completely outside of the box, that God just continues to surprise uh, us yes. in all of the ways that he can. Amen. And I'll tell you what, now God's masterful at that. He just really is. Next, the next measure, a, a man or manhood, the next measure would be, uh, you know, I mean, to be called a husband, you, 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 you know, uh, I know that they're redefining that today, uh, that, um, you know, uh, but, you know, God intended the man to be a husband. God's definition of a husband is a man. In, in that uh, uh, covenant relationship of marriage, a, a husband. And the Bible go, uh, says this, in Passion Bible it says, And to husbands you are to demonstrate love for your wives with the same, uh, with the same tender devotion. Not don't dominate. Don't try to dominate. See, you know, and religiously people run off the rails and say, well, the wife's supposed to be subject to her husband. Yeah, she's supposed to honor and respect you because yeah. you've earned that honor and respect because you're loving her the way Jesus loves her. Yes. You know, the Lord doesn't dominate us, does he? He doesn't lord over us. He's lord to us in that he tenderly shows his love for us and leads us. He leads us. He gives us the choice to follow. You know, I remember, uh, um, you know, we went through this uh, in uh, 
uh, in our marriage uh, where, you know, uh, um, it's a woman's tendency, the Bible says, to rule over her husband. That's part of, of, of the result of the fall. You know, to want to dominate her husband and uh, to boss her husband around. Uh, you know, um, that's not a source of contention for us. You know, the, what's the, what, it doesn't say in the Bible, but we go by this saying. Remember, it says, if your wife is short, bend down so that you can hear what she's saying to you. You know. I mean, a, a wise man will listen to wise counsel. And a lot of times, the one who is one with you, more, more oneness, see, in that marriage covenant relationship, like we're one with the Lord, the, the, next, uh, the next oneness uh, and unity, walking in unity, uh, is with your mate. And... Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, I can, I can tell you times that I went over where Sam would say, I just don't have a piece about that. You know, and I said, well, I do. I'm, I'm the man. I'm going to, you know. And oh, boy, it wasn't long before I didn't have no peace neither. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> but I also realized this. If I, wanted, if I wanted her to follow my leadership, I first of all needed to let the Lord lead me. And I also had to, that, that trust that I had violated... Okay, you know, I had violated that trust by making stupid decisions, choices, and mistakes. I had to earn that trust back. And the only way to do that was to let the Lord lead me. See, then I could say, follow me as I follow the Lord. And we had to learn how to operate in that. I mean, that was not an easy thing. It took some time, didn't it? It still does, you know. Uh, But we don't, we don't. We, you know, we don't, hair don't fly and, you know, the bit of big dust bowl and a fist fight over stuff anymore like it used to be, remember? <laughs> Look at her smiling. She's sweet. I'm telling you, that's one tough girl. She hit me over the head with a broom one time. A whack. Let me clarify. I will clarify. I was not walking with the Lord then. When I hit him. So I'm going to clarify that for anyone that is watching. That was before Christ that I hit him over the head. Amen. Amen. But it did, cure, it did cure the problem, I'll tell you that. I've seen, I've seen after Christ that same look in your eyes. Amen. Like, I'm going to hit you with the probe if you don't straighten But now, ladies, let me tell you, though. Honor your man. Honor him and listen to him, you know, when he is leading or doing something, even if maybe you don't understand, unless you just totally have a check in your spirit, and then you need to just say, okay, maybe we just need to slow down and pray about this together. Okay, I don't know what's happened in the family now, but we don't want to pray together. The husband's over here, the wife's over there, but then when there's a problem, you know, then we wonder why things are flying. When you don't agree on something, pray together till there's peace. Don't be in a rush. God never pushes and shove. God leads. But also, if you treat your man like a king, then he will treat you like a queen. Honor and respect him. And trust him and watch that begin to change how he treats you 
Amen. And those of you that are believing for a man, you declare that and say that. Lord, help me to know all of your ways of how to treat and to honor a man so that the man that I get first is going to love you and then he's going to treat me like a queen. Amen. And, and pray for one another, not yes. just about. Yes. You know, we have to learn how to not just pray it's about. It's not your job to fix each other. That's God's yeah, job. Exactly. You know. Sometimes that's that takes a while. Yeah. <laughs> and God does do a better job. I don't know about any of you out there. I'm sure you've never thought about trying to fix your mate. But if you have, God can do a lot better job. And do you know that God can bring you a better mate than what you can go find on your own? So just trust him and then trust him with them. And I'll tell you, it'll just get better and better and gooder and gooder. Our granddaughter is in kindergarten, and uh, um, she has boyfriends in kindergarten. And uh, uh, she came up with one, she said he was a bad boy, but she was going to make him good. <laughs> I thought, I'm going to have to pray over that, Lord, because I ain't never seen that work out too well. You know, no, you're not going to make somebody. God is the maker. Yes. Uh, you're not going to change somebody. You, you're not that powerful, you know. And you'll find out that, that you know, it has to be their idea, <laughs> not just yours. Amen. Enough said about that. Um, I'm going to read it, uh, read it out, of, uh, uh, out of the um, living, because, boy, it really says it good. The uh, Ephesians. Over here, just give me just a just a second. He's going to read Ephesians five, the same scripture, and twenty five husbands. It says uh, that's four. Let me get over here to five. It says, "Husbands, go all out in your love for your wives, exactly as Christ did for the church. A love marked by giving." Not getting Christ's love makes the church whole. So our love brings a wholeness to our mate. His words evoke her beauty. Everything he does and says is designed to bring out the best of her. Dressing her in dazzling white, uh, white silk radiant with holiness. And that is how husbands ought to love their wives. They're really doing themselves a favor since they're already one in marriage. That's, that's a, a great uh, uh, descript uh, of how we're to operate uh, as husbands. And, of course, you realize this, that we're incapable of that. It's not natural love. It's the supernatural love. It's yes. the agape love. It's the love that's, uh, that's in God's heart. And it's the love that Jesus exemplifies uh, for his church. Uh, it, uh, it's our example. And, you know, Jesus provides leadership for the church. And we're to provide leadership uh, uh, for our wives. And remember, you know, we have to earn the right to be followed. We have to earn the right to be followed. Amen. 
It's a sacrificial love. Next one and final one would be this. A man, see, a husband, and then a father. I do recommend, uh, you know, becoming a man, um, you know, uh, and uh, I do recommend uh, becoming a husband before you become a father. We have, it seems that that order uh, is in chaos and confusion in our world today. Um, and, you know, uh, uh, God's order always is God setting things right so they work out right, so that there's rightness, see? And sometimes, you know, if things are not, if things are not right, then we need to check. We need to check the order. See, first of all, I want to be a man. Yes. Uh, after God's own heart, I want, to, uh, I want to allow the Lord to lead me. I want to... Uh, have that quality relationship with uh, uh, with my wife, and uh, and I want to be the kind of father uh, that God wants me to be. Well, first of all, that would be letting God father us. Yes, yes. See, well, also we live in a world today where it's fatherless, uh-huh. maybe completely absent, maybe present, but not really there. Yes, in care and concern, or Respond or taking responsibility, see, you know, and then we've got generations now that are, are that are that are trying to figure it out on their own mm-hmm. and using the world's rule book and as a point of reference, see, and you know, uh, I can say a lot of things about that, but I'm gonna, I'm going to tell you as Pastor Sandy said. Um, you know, men in the house, men that are after God's own heart, being willing to be mentors, being willing to be a witness, yes. a worshiper of God, a witness for God. There are lots, of, you know, it was never intended. God said, I am the God of Abraham, Isaac, and, jo- and Jacob. He lumped all three of them together because he said, these are the generations, yes. and there is an interaction and an interwovenness to that, and this is how it functions mm-hmm. properly. This is good and right. When I look at, when I look at uh, you, that's the, that's the tree, see? That's the three generations uh, that need and are dependent upon each other. I'll challenge you as grandparents, you know, and as, the, as parents, in this thing, you know, all of our existence is for producing that little acorn. It's all about that. See, there, even in the church, you know, it becomes all about, you know, well, I need to go and be fed. I need to be taken care of. It's like, you know, yeah, you know, uh, so that you can give to that next generation. Amen. Amen. If we make it all about us, you, you know, it dies with us. Yes. That's it. That's part of the curse. God says, I'll cut your name off from the earth. Mm-hmm. There'll be no generations that follow. That's not a good thing. Amen. Because there's a generation in the earth that needs God more than ever, and they're waking yes, up to that yes, fact. Yes. Those that have had opportunity, thank God for if you what you do with that, your own business. But I'll tell you, there's a generation that's coming up that needs to be that needs to fruit from the root. Here, are you listening? 
I'll tell you, you can say what you want to, but back in the day, the Word of God was life. The Word of God was premier. That's how we knew God. That's how we stay connected with God. Hey, listen, we couldn't live without it, still can't live yes. without it. That's, yes. the, that's the thing we're driven down deep in, that real relationship with God. I don't like religion. I need a reality in my life. Amen? Yes. And I'm not for, you know, I, I've... I've Got in the ditches, but I sure ain't going way back out there and wander in the wilderness. I'm not going back to Egypt. I might get in the ditch and take me a little while to yes. get out, but I'm still going forward with God. Yes, yes. And that's what, that's what the future generations need to see. That's faithfulness. Yes. It, isn't, it isn't doing everything perfectly all of the time, but by golly gosh, you know, after almost 40 years here, I'm still headed for heaven no turning back no turning back not to the right or to the left i've learned a thing a two about keeping it between the lines and the lines have been erased for the new generations we've got folks that are you listening we're way out there are you listening way out there redefinition of sexuality I'm not talking about, you know, loosey-goosey and stuff. I'm talking about whether you're a man or whether you're a woman. You get to choose. No, you don't, honey. You already were chosen. Look down. Toward the ground. Something ought to say something to you. Well, they'll probably take that off because that's not acceptable, you know, uh, fodder for the fools. It don't matter. You don't want to be a fool. You don't want to live life foolishly. Fools are destroyed. Amen. Redefinition of, uh, uh, of marriage. See, redefinition, redefining. Well, you're not going to redefine God. He's already definitely God. Definitely telling you the truth. Definitely loving you enough to want the highest and the best for you. And if it is, you know, uh, rubbing the kitty the wrong way, the kitty needs to turn around. Because God's not going to. Amen. Say that out of being mean or anything, but some things need to be said. That other stuff don't work. It just doesn't work. Better to find out sooner than later. Amen. Amen. Well, a father, the Bible says, he named Abraham. Now, here's the thing about Abraham. He had no natural children. Mm -hmm. God gave him his supernatural ability to have one child, one. Mm -hmm. From that one child came millions, millions of, of natural lineage of uh, 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 of a natural race of people yes. known as the Jewish people. But more important than that, the Bible says that, uh, that, uh, that God gave Abram, he is the father of our faith. So he gave him lots more spiritual children. Are you listening? Amen. Now the qualification was for him, not whether or not naturally he could or couldn't, it was God said he knew that he would teach his children. See, number one job of a father is to teach his children. Now, we teach our children, you know, uh, 
We train our children in the way that they should go. That would be the way of the Lord. Yes. It says, it says uh, raise them with fear of God, in reverence for God, and in the instruction of the Lord, in the instruction of his will and his way. Now, how many of you know that, uh, you know, uh, I remember one of my uh, favorite songs back in the uh, day, and I can't remember, Matt Ben Carly Simon or somebody that, uh, that sang it, you know, it says you can't even run your own life. I'll be deed if you if you run mine. You can fill in the blanks for the deed. I'll be darned if you run mine. See, see, they, you know, if our, our actions are speaking way louder than our words, they're not. You know, Jesus said this about. Uh, certain folks he said now listen he said your religious teachers he said listen to what they're saying you know but don't do like they're doing and our doing will say a lot more than what we're saying this by our example all right telling them and showing them god's way god's will out of his word Mm -hmm. they should they should you know, they, they should be well established in going uh, to the house of God because you take them to the house of yes. God. I remember my daughter, uh, we would send her to church. You remember that? Before we got saved, the, uh, the folks drove by and they stopped and said, could we bring the little girl to church? And, and God had already put in her heart. Uh, me as a heathen, he'd put in my heart said, you know, well, she should at least have... You know, they took me to church when I was a kid. I don't go now. It just has no relevance in my life. But, you know, she should be able to choose for her own self. And uh, I remember one day she got up and she said, I'm not going to church today. This is Melissa. And I said, well, why? You know, did they do something to you? I'll go up there and straighten them Christian folk out. She said, no, why should I go if you don't go? I said, well, you know, I reckon Daddy will go. I, I want you to go, so I'll go, you know. And, of course, you know, uh, we haven't done it perfectly all these years. Mm-hmm. I mean, we really made a lot of mistakes with our children, you know, uh, trying to do it perfectly, you know. But God is the only perfect yes, Father. that's right. And he makes up the difference for mm-hmm. us. He really does. Yeah. He, you know, now you can't just do stupid stuff and say, oh, God's going to take care of everything. You know, try to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. Try to live wisely. Try to show them the right example. But even if, you know, I, I do believe this, you know, uh, you know, giving our children the standard of perfection uh, is not the right way to raise them because nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. You're not going to do it perfectly. You're just not. So accept that, you know, and, and forgive yourself as God forgives you and let God cleanse you of that, you know. I have a lot of regrets, but I'm not going to live there. I'm forgiven. Yes, that's right. Amen. It's what I choose next, not what I look in the rearview mirror and regret. I, I wish I'd done this different in many different uh, areas. I'm sure I could have been a bother, better father, but, you know, hey, you know, I did... When, you know, when I learned better, I did better, uh, 
and I did you know I didn't really know how mm -hmm. I had to learn on the job but God uh, makes up all of the difference amen yes. and he'll yes. help you yes. uh, now that you know uh, again don't harden don't don't let the world the world has hardened its heart uh, you know uh, uh, towards its own children mm -hmm. I mean, let somebody else raise them. Let somebody else, you know, I mean, I can't wait till they're 18 till they get the heck out of here, you know, because when they get on Jackass Hill, it's kind of troublesome. Amen. Uh, you know, <laughs> I remember praying sometimes over my kids, God, why'd you give, uh, you know, why'd you give me these kids? He said, because they're yours. <laughs> I said, well, really, honestly, Sandy pickled them for nine months, so probably a lot of this come from her and her side of the family. And the Lord said, no, you know, I gave them to you because I knew you would love them. You, you try, you wouldn't. And here's the thing, and you can't never give up. The mark of a father is you will not give up on them kids no matter what. See? You may not want to be their father, but when you, when you realize that you are, see, you know, uh, there's not, you can't afford to lose. That's something you will not lose at. See, I'm going to stay with it through thick and thin, up and down, uh, and they're going to serve God. Yes. I want them to know the God mm -hmm. that I know. Amen. I feel like in some respects that, you know, this has fallen on deaf ears. I pray God open your ears and open your eyes. See, because the generation that's coming up after us, they need some men to step yes. up. Yes. Into manhood, into being right uh, husbands. That little child sees the stability in a home is how you treat your wife. Mm -hmm. Your interaction with one another. So you got kids that go to school and act out because they're acting out what they see at home. Fussing and fighting, frogging around. Are you listening? Are you hearing? Amen? If we do things God's way, you know, what do we, we say this? Uh, we win together, we lose together. Yes. Amen. We fought in front of our children. We've made up in front of our children. You know, uh, some stuff they don't need to know, some stuff they know anyway. Amen. But God's a restorer. God can work miracles. God can fix things. It's not so messed up that God cannot fix it. That's right. Amen. Amen. And though that vision, get a different vision for your life. Look away from the way that the world says. You can't watch TV and come out, you know, knowing what a real man is or what a father should do, what a husband should act like. They've made fools of, of men, see? Well, if it's on TV, it must be true. If it's on TV, it ain't true for the most part. This is true right here, amen? And get you some true blue uh, mentors in your, uh, in your life. You're, you know, and, and men that are just not going to tell you this is what you need to do and they don't do it. Men that will be open and honest and share their ups and downs, their all-arounds, their mistakes, see, to help you to learn from yes. them and give you the option. Say, you know, uh, you know, just pray about this, see? You know, let still allow... Uh, that generation uh, to learn. Amen. So you're going to have natural children, but you also have spiritual children. And the world needs, men need yes. mentors today. Yes. Yeah.
See, we, we come up against this thing, well, you know, uh, I, I'll look weak if, uh, uh, if I can't figure it out all by myself. See, you weren't never meant to figure it That's out right. all by yourself. That's you right. Know? And it's in our weakness that God's strength is made perfect. Mm-hmm. Amen. The humble get grace. The proud get resisted. Amen. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. And pride is what? You know, I can do this. We can figure this mm-hmm. out. Uh, so we're, we're, we're talking about men and husbands and fathers, that side of parenthood, mm-hmm. that side of the, of the, uh, the family tree. You know, first of all, being a son of God. Pastor Ron is going to come. You know, the Bible says that Jesus was the son of God, but he is also the firstborn of many brethren. See, let me ask you today, are you God's, one of God's own? As a man, are you one of God's sons? Because he gave Jesus that he might have a family. That includes sons and daughters. Yes, yes. And, you know, it's not, uh, sometimes people will say, well, that Christianity is just a crutch. It's for weak people. No, it's not. No, it's not. See, we don't want to professing ourselves to be wise to look like fools now, do we? See, it's foolish to reject God and to reject Jesus. It is wise to choose uh, to belong. To accept this gracious Heavenly Father's offer. Yes. You may be missing something, something very vitally important in your life as a man. And that would be the fatherhood of God. That would be the sonship that Jesus came to show us. And to give us how a son yes. of God responds to the fatherhood of God. And that honors and glorifies God. I want to invite you... Uh, today uh, right now to accept the generosity of this wonderful giving father who has so much love to give and I want to tell you something he loves to love us let him love you it's a simple prayer but it's heartfelt comes from a comes from a place of complete humility where it says you know what God I've tried every other way I'm ready to do it your way I don't know how. But if you'll have me, I'm yours. When you mean that from the heart, see, that's all God's been waiting for. He'll do the greatest miracle that could ever happen to you. And that is in a moment. One moment. The twinkling of an eye. Before you can blink, even once, a millisecond. God will save you. God will rescue you. God will make you his own. God will give you a new heart, a new life, and a new start. You will be a son or a daughter of God. So let's pray that prayer right now. Jesus, I accept the Father's love that you came to give, that you came to show. And show me how to be that son or that daughter. In Jesus' name, amen. And listen, if you prayed that prayer, congratulations. And I know some of you, you know, this is a real point 
uh, it's a focal point. You've been praying and saying, God, show me how to be a man. Show me how yes. uh, to be a husband. Show me how to be a father that uh, that I need to be. That's good and that's right. That can be successful in what matters most in life. And that's family. That's yes. the family of God. That's your family. Well, God's answering that prayer right now. And it starts with giving your heart to the Lord. Letting Him lead you. Giving honor and glory to God. Doing yes. the best that you can to follow Him all the rest of the days of your life. You know, Please don't let this be old high oh, to those that you've heard it all before. Because I believe that this is falling on ears. That it's good news. Yeah. It's the first time they've heard any hope at all. That things can be different. That things can change. You know, people are in the dark, but they're looking for the light today. More and more, I believe that. Don't despise us just striking one little match and holding it up for a few people to see. In this little one hour that we're together. Because I'll tell you, somebody is moving towards God. And you're going to realize God's already yes. moved towards you. Yes, yes. And I'll tell you today is going to be the first day of the rest of your life. And it's going to yes. be a different story. The rest of the story. Yes. In Jesus' name. Well, until the next time, our prayer for you sincerely is that your heart would be at rest as you come to know more and more what it means uh, to be so loved and to be so blessed uh, by God. Until that next time, remember God loves you and so do we. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.